Back Pocket presents Golden Nuggets. There are golden nuggets in every podcast we do. Here are our three golden nuggets. Enjoy. Have we broken down what the Fowler is exactly? No, let's break that down real quick. All right. So the Fowler is a business competition at the University of St. Thomas. It's hosted by Ron Fowler, who is the owner of the San Diego Padres professional baseball team. Amongst many other investment companies, the dude's literally worth almost $5 billion. And so Holy he, cow. yeah, he's a cool dude. And he was a graduate of St. Thomas back in like the 70s or 60s. Wait, or who is this? Like that. Ron Fowler. Of- hey, Sam, write that down. Ron Fowler. All right, cool. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. You're the best, dude. And so, yeah, there, he hosts this competition every year. I believe this was the 10th one to basically just find new ideas and talent and push kids to create something in St. Thomas. And there's money and scholarships involved and whatever, whatever. And we literally sat in scooters and we had like, two three weeks before the submission deadline and we still didn't really know what we wanted to do and we we're debating even going for it because you know we just we could still do the class project and get by we didn't have to do the follow sure. right. so we're sitting there like you know do we really think we can put something together here in a few weeks and you're we like well if anyone can do it it's us and we went for it and we settled on the topic and this is another funny story so we settled on the topic we were like we knew we wanted to help you know children and siblings of addicts basically family members of addicts who often get you know left out and there's not a lot of resources for them um and we we, the idea we came up actually started as a blanket company of all things right it was kind of um you know the buy one give one we're going to create some really cool blankets we're going to donate one to a family in need we're going to get scholarship fund all this kind of do good blanket company right Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting because when you look at a lot of do good companies, no one really touches addiction. Uh, there's nonprofits and stuff out there shaped really around it. Really good point. No one. It's it's a scary area to play. You know, there's all sorts of. And I'm not taking away from any of them, but there's all sorts of you know, companies that are benefiting cancer and you know other nations, economies, all sorts of. You never see one of for addiction. So we knew we maybe had a spot there to play, and we started building out this blanket company. And we were going. We knew nothing about blankets or fabrics, by the way. And we were going to like Joanne Fabrics and buying big sheets of fabric and literally like cutting them up on my apartment floor and making blankets. And we had, you know, thrown in maybe a few hundred bucks into like blanket materials and building out this model. And that's what we applied for the Fowler with. And we got in. So that's the first process is you write a paper, you talk about the cause that you're trying to, um, or the need you're trying to fulfill, how you're going to do it basically, business model. And I think there was something like 84, 82 submissions, something in that ballpark. And based on the paper, they narrow it down to 16. We're going to come in and we're going to put together a pitch and a presentation and stuff. So with the blanket idea, we get in. And we quickly are working through it. And we're running into a lot of logistical issues um, as far as manufacturing, barriers to entry, how much that's going to cost. And we didn't want the, the cost of the business model to impede our impact, right? Like that was our end goal is to help families. And manufacturers shouldn't have to get in the way of that. So immediately with our professor and stuff started like looking through different models. And we kind of learned about the idea of knowledge commerce, which was, you know, you see them all the time where poker players and chefs are like, take my course and learn how to play poker like me, and, you know, those kind of things. That was what knowledge commerce still is and was is that kind of like coaches too yeah you know you see every everyone life coaches man yeah shout out to the life coaches all right you know you you can even describe it as like the how-to market yes and you're just going on to youtube how to do excel but obviously in a different form yeah all sorts (laughs) of people like learn how to don't get my sales funnel on you know yes all sorts of stuff like that 
But we were like, you know, this a the idea of knowledge commerce is really convenient. You know, knowledge at your fingertips, download a course, you know, whenever you want to use it. It's a convenient idea. And so what if we used it to teach all those things that the high schools weren't? And that was when the idea was kind of born that we can basically pool a bunch of videos and knowledge and interviews of recovering addicts, their loved ones, different perspectives. We had EMTs speak with us and really kind of paint this picture of what is addiction in America? Stories from addicts, stories from, you know, parents who tried to parent through it, kids who tried to kid through it. And, um, you know, really assemble just a pool of stories of real life applications of things that worked and things that didn't and all that stuff, you know, in hindsight, you know, now when we can say it worked and provide that to families because they're not getting it in schools and there's a lot of stigma and judgment and people are often very, very hesitant to like seek out counseling and stuff like that. Um, so we wanted to provide a tool that they could download on their phones and computers and stuff to start in the privacy of their own home you know this isn't an alternative for counseling we always try to throw that out there like we're not telling you don't go to counseling use us like but it's it's step one you know learn everything about the issue and learn how other people have gotten through it and then you can sort of apply that to your own lives and figure out where you want to go from there from the privacy of your own home so it started there and then it just kind of you know next step if we can make a course for families we can probably make a course for high school students and like start implementing this into high school curriculums and stuff like that and just to get my timeline down when you pitched to the to Fowler and mm-hmm. the whole project where were you at in the project this was just kind of the idea yes. of it you hadn't actually done the interviews yet right so okay. I had cool. I'd mentioned I'd done like almost 30 speaking events before and a lot of times I'd spoken with a panel so I knew people already in mm-hmm. the industry I knew I could get these people to do videos and stuff like that um, but we pitched the concept and we started talking to my high school and a couple local ones and stuff and we kind of learned that like dare is sort of failing right now um business wise so dare is the national powerhouse for drug prevention and awareness they do a lot of the what does it stand for again what is it drug drug and alcohol sam uh this just shows how bad it is honestly because i don't know can we we look it up yeah something education drug and drug Drug alcohol resistance education Okay. Let's say that again one more time, Eric. Drug abuse resistance education. Gotcha. That's the one. So in the '80s, the Reagan administration built out this nonprofit around the idea of drug prevention and stuff. It was the first time in '83, I believe, that America acknowledged they had an addiction problem and that they were going to set up to do something. And they started doing all these surveys and data sets and putting together the numbers. And here's how big the problem is. Mm-hmm. And they started teaching it. Like, look at look at this big problem you need to be aware of. And in the 80s, they were like, we're going to educate our youth and this problem will be solved for the generation to come. And then we roll around to the 2000s and 2010s and addiction in America is more rampant than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, that didn't work. And now all these institutions and stuff are beginning to drop DARE programs because they're expensive and they're not working. And there's many other factors. It's not purely a lack of education, but education is certainly not keeping up with the problem. Correct. So we were like, well, there's an open door, right, for high school school districts in that market. And that was what we pitched. We said, here's this opportunity, and here's basically our compelling advantage to solve the problem. Cheer up, baby. Yeah. Never say die. And we rallied together, and we were of the final four. We were the third team to go. 
Uh, we laid it down without a hitch. We were perfect on script, perfect on clicks, everything was perfect. And we knew, like, we got off that stage and we were like, well, if we don't win, we left nothing on the table. Like, we can hardly be mad about it. That's awesome. Well, and you guys had a business idea that was, I mean, baller. That's yeah. so cool. Were you competing against Scott Ballard? He, he yes, was, he was in it too. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. He wasn't in the Final Four, was he? No. Yeah. Uh, he was actually in the same first room as us. So. Okay. It's kind of, we really wanted to see Scott do well, actually, because we're friends with Scott, and mm-hmm. we got put in the same room with him. And, we were like, and if it wasn't for Scott, we wouldn't be here today. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> Scott's always providing value, man. Shout yeah. out to Scott. Yeah. Well, so then you you, you won the Fowler Award. Congrats, bro. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, Eric, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, Congrats, good, Eric. Good work, Eric. You're also crushing it over there. <laughs> um, what came next? What So you win it, and what's kind of the follow-up uh, follow after that? Yeah, so I guess immediately we win. First place gets you a $15,000 scholarship, and then we also won the $1,000 bonus for best presentation. Wait, when was uh, when was this? This was November 16th, a Friday, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. Oh, my God. This is very recent. Yeah, it's very recent. Holy and so it's been, to follow your question, it's then wow. been wild after. Okay, um, oh, it's Palm Packet. Yeah, so basically, I mean, just from day one, like, what? we win, right? And then everyone comes up to me, and I'm so-and-so, I know someone, here's my business card. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, we got all these business cards, people. <laughs> I'm, and Dude, like, that sounds exactly like any, like, LinkedIn event you go to, it's just an exchange of business cards, you're like, all right, what do I do with all these? Yeah. Right. And so we basically started unpacking those, and then news people, like, St. Thomas was like, well, hey, we want to do an article on you guys, and then it's my local town paper, Chaska Herald, we want to do Thing with you guys oh and then and, and then, it's a podcast dude like yeah. the back pocket now comes you, over now you got the back pocket going out yep. dude right on <laughs> now you've hit it big so right and making that, your rounds yep and people start reaching out you know it's the weirdest things of a kid in the crowd who saw us dad owns a rehab center goes home tells dad dad calls us like now we're in touch with this rehab facility that wants in on it and so we immediately got like this outpouring of like we need this and it was just so reassuring. It was been the funnest couple of weeks here because we were like, A, we won. That's pretty cool. B, like, holy cow, at this response and, like, the demand for it. Like, not only did we have a good idea, but there was people that were basically begging for it. And so then we were like, we better hurry, you know, like, and start putting stuff together. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're at right now. And we're currently building out everything and all our videos, all our content. We've got pilots set up of high schools already for the spring. Um, and we wow. got to be ready to roll. So we're working our butt off here um, through the end of December. And luckily, we're not taking a J-term class. So we're locked in on this. Focusing on. And we're going to build out all our courses. And we're doing our official launch here in the first week of February. Wow. And yeah. And in the meantime, we're, we're doing podcasts. We're doing news articles. <laughs> yeah. We're just telling everyone about it and starting to share the story. Because it's really interesting whenever, every time, there's yet to be one that I have not had someone come to me and say, you know, like, me too, basically. Like, I have this problem, yeah. and you're helping me out. And this is just a virtual speaking event, basically, right? So, you know, whoever's out there listening, that's like, you know, this this could be something my family or some a family I know could benefit from, you know? Yeah. It's, it's our way of saying something's on the way. So, so let's get back to our back pocket roots here, boys. The Maddie C. Memorial, a little background for the new listeners. This is Andrew, you got it? I love to do this one. Okay. Okay, so Maddie C., my roommate of now, it'll be, this is the third year living with him. And, you know, we had some, a lot of interaction with him playing football. And you guys have heard this story many times. 
he is a little hesitant when it comes to making a decision that he is a little uncomfortable or really in most decisions. And he'll sit back, he'll ask him a question. Hey, you want to, uh, you know, go watch the game at Liquor Lyles, grab a beer um, and get some half apps. And he'll sit there and go, he'll look at you silent, a little, a little afraid. Not, he can't say no, but he doesn't want to say yes because he doesn't want to commit himself. And it'll be a, And you're just like, dude, Make give me an answer. <laughs> so we made a segment about it. And this is probably, I'm just going to go off on the record and say the 11th time we're doing it. It's like the 11th time. It's our favorite segment. We can all agree on that, right? Yes. It is definitely our favorite segment. It is just an absolute t- blast. So what we do is we will say things that we are hesitant on. And we will ask each other that. And then we will respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. So I will go ahead and start. When you're at the bar... And your buddy taps you on the suit and goes, uh, you want a cider? And you're just, well, I'll stick with a Bud Light. Yeah, you know? I, don't know. Eh. I don't know about that one. All right, how about when Declan habitually asks you to go work out on Tuesday morning at 5.30 and you're just like, well, I'd rather be sleeping, so I'm going to hold off. And then you have Vinny come on your show and he runs the place and he asks you again and you're like, well, I probably should. And then I end up going, so... Yeah, I don't know, man. And now you got the bug, by the way. I got the bug. Uh, my next one here is when I get in my Uber ride in the morning at 5 in the morning when I don't have my car, and I go right up into that uh, Uber driver's ear in the front seat, and I go, hey, you want to listen to my comedy bit? And I just look him right in the eyes, and he just looks at me like like with this crazy look in his eye, and he goes, well, you know, I, I don't know about that. Sam, you got any? Yeah, I got a good one. Okay, um, let's hear it. Yeah, so when you're hanging out and uh, there's somebody, you're talking to somebody about Netflix and they talk about making a murder and they're suddenly like a forensics ex- expert because they watch that show and they just look at you and they're like, Stephen Avery is so innocent. And you're just like, oh, I don't know. There's blood everywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah that was that was what I thought of. Dude, that was good. Probably. Thanks, really good, dude. I, I just thought of this one. Um, this happens to me probably every night. I'm, I'm getting into my bed and I'm like ready to go to sleep. Like I've done everything, brushed my teeth. I've, I, I've, I've gone through minutes. my routine yeah. and I put my head on the pillow and I realize my contacts are still in, in my garbage cans, like across the room. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting up. I'm just going to throw these contacts on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one. awesome. Yeah. How about this one? Uh, you are, you know, some random high school kid who went to Chaska and you're in the same room as Sam Schooneman, who's like, you know, famous in Minnesota. And he goes, yo, dude, do you know uh, Bobby Schobert from Chanhassen? And, you know, the you're kid just like, <laughs> who is this guy? I don't know. I played hockey with him, dude. I don't know. Maybe. This is kind of you, Sam. Shout out to Derek and Ed, actually. That's what I asked him about, <laughs> the kid from Chaska. Played hockey with him in Mankato. Yeah. Shout out Derek. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I can't wait till we have, you know, someone who really doesn't know anybody, but you're still throwing names. You got a lot of name drops here in Minnesota, and I love it. Yeah. I did not realize when we hired you on, uh, you know, looking at the pros and cons with you, and you obviously had no cons, which is why we hired you, but, you know, I did not realize I how famous you were. Oh, calm down. Come on. I, Dude, you are so famous. You have... You you posted an Instagram with some girl, which like I don't even know. Shout her. out Mackenzie. Shout out Mackenzie, great marketing intern. Hopefully, um, you're like, yeah, I bet a bunch of you people will comment on it. You got like 500 likes and like 150 comments, and I sent it to Andrew. I was like, what's going on with this kid? Our intern's out of control. He's the best. He's the best at what he does. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to say. I'm just. I don't know. I'm blushing. You're just you, dude. Yeah. 
It's awesome. This is my life. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Golden Nuggets. If you want to watch this version of Golden Nuggets, go on to YouTube and search The Back Pocket Podcast. You'll go under that channel and you'll be able to find everything you need. If you want to read The Golden Nuggets, go to yourbackpockets.com. That's with an S, yourbackpockets.com. And, and go under the tab blog because that's where you'll be able to read it. If you want to interact with us, go on to social media, The Back Pocket Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter, underscore The Back Pocket. You know the drill. Interact with us. We love your interaction. Take care.